quiet. Why did you help Ryan? Why did you let me go when you caught with those leaflets? Because I'm human, Allie. I know. You're a good person, Luke. That's what I'm trying to say. I just can't understand why you're caught up in all of this. Because the Chosen are... They're evil. The spirit of Zoot... Is crazy. Come on, Luke. You're an intelligent guy. You have to see that. Zoot was a monster turned into a god by a lunatic. The Guardian is not a lunatic. Oh, get real. The Guardian's a head case. If you had any guts, you'd get rid of him and take over yourself. That's enough. Welcome to Series 3, Episode 19 of Conversational League Mountain, a podcast about the tribe. I'm your host, Lance, and joining my podcast panel today is Liz. Hello. Sabine. Hi. And Maggie. Hi. With episode notes done by Matt and myself. So Series 3, Episode 19, the screenplay was done by Charles Hodges. It was directed by John Reed, and the episode synopsis read out by myself. An increasingly frustrated Ryan gets himself into hot water. Eddie calls Luke's release into question, and the rebels search for a way to even the odds against the Chosen. Right, panel, a lot to go through in this episode, so let's jump right in. The Guardian is furious that rumours are spreading that he's losing his grip on everything, demanding that Trudy's name is blackened even further, and that slaves are put to increase work on the projects. Of course, Amora seem to be exempt from all this. What did you make of... His realization, really, mostly that his name doesn't strike quite the fear that it once did. Ah, poor little boy. He finally realizes he's not that scary anymore. And that he's not that important. I think that's nope. a big problem, too. Confusing. Um, mm-hmm. Because here he's upset, which, fine. If, you know, that's okay. If he's upset, it makes sense. But then later, when Luke brings up the same concerns of what people are saying about the Guardian... He doesn't, he makes excuses for it. Like, who cares what these people say? Even his own people, he calls them sheep. So I don't know if that's purposeful contradiction or um, an accident in the writing. I think it's more, you know, it, it could simply be the fact that it annoys him when it doesn't suit him. You know, it's, he doesn't mind that they're talking crap about him and Tyson because, you know, in his mind, they could not possibly understand, but... And it doesn't speak of weakness, it just speaks, in his mind, it just speaks of things they, they're too puny to understand. But when it comes to Trudy, it's, you know, it's an obvious loss in his eyes. Because he wanted to make it seem like he was being rewarded and sent to Zoot. And now he's like, oh, she's bad and she's making me look bad, so I have to do something about that. But I, I think he's just blinded by his ideas about Tyson so that it doesn't really matter to him in that context. Makes sense. He's, he's yeah. making, he's justifying his attraction to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that makes sense. And I think, I think this is a, a good, like, it's not necessarily starting cause it definitely started, you know, before this, but his spiral into insanity, you know, um, you really start seeing the cracks show in these, you know, episodes that we're seeing now. Um, yeah. And not just in him, but yeah. 
with what Luke's saying, it's showing amongst the other chosen as well. Yeah. I'd love to know what these projects are <clears throat> that please that yeah. slaves work. Yeah. On. Especially since you, you pointed out that the There's at least one. There's the Alchemy project which he sent Jack to work on. What I mean is he you know, Lance points out that the Marats seem to be exempt from these these projects, you know, um and so it's just kinda like what are you making this the slaves do that's extra like what are you making these guys work on we never find out paint in the right and like this intricate mural that was stenciled on you know oh boy I, it's just strange like very i can only justify his weird projects by weird theories that carlin would probably approve of when it comes to things he says later about true bringers of chaos and all that I would love to know what, um, you know, the people who get sent to the mines, like, that's fine. That's a nice vague notion of punishment. But I'd like to know, what do you have them doing at the mines? You know, um, like... What kind is, of mines? Right. What kind of mine is it? Are you literally just making them live in caves and dig holes <laughs> to punish them? Which, okay, that's fine if you're just punishing them yeah. by doing that hard labor. Or is there a purpose to these mines that you're putting in? If they're experimenting with alchemy and stuff like that, it kind of indicates that he's, I don't know, looking for gold. But you know what I mean? I just would have liked a little mm -hmm. bit more detail as to what you're doing with these workers but you're never using the Marats for that work. Um, mm -hmm. I don't ever think we... Do we ever see them on a work party again after this? Uh, not really. <laughs> I don't think so. I think that stopped a few episodes back, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> and maybe it's just his way to ensure that Tysan doesn't have to do any dirty work and he can't be blamed for playing favorites, right? I don't think he, I don't think he cares about playing favorites. I know, but I'm just saying... I'm just saying... Yeah, you can't, you can't use that as an excuse. It's <laughs> just... <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this, but at least the Technos did that better. They actually showed the kids having to mine coals. And why they had to. Like, we knew yeah. why they were working. Yeah, there was an actual reason know, for yeah, them the doing that. Yeah. Yes. I'll, I'll give them credit for that. Like, the purpose, <laughs> get you know, get them addicted to a game so they'll want to do this job so that we can yeah. run the, coal, the power plant. Like that's the that was sense yeah. sense and making it sense. seem like they benefit that benefits them too in more than one way you know right they get the yeah. power they get to play their game exactly you know you make them sign up for the slave labor like <laughs> yes indentured servitude which is absolutely the better way to be an evil overlord yes I agree uh, fully <laughs> that. I was gonna I was uh, gonna say uh, better uh, <laughs> and yeah no you're right <laughs> but yeah I just I would like to know it it this the the lack of attention to what the chosen are doing outside of the mall is just and how, yeah how they're keeping the rest of the city right you know, just, under it, the thumb it makes the storyline boring and it makes the chosen non-threatening and again we've already covered our mall rats could have left any time by now any point, yeah they clearly want to be here they're enjoying this they have a humiliation kink fine but stop <laughs> pretending it's such a hardship uh, I, I, it's part of why the Chosen lose their steam because I'm not afraid of them and I wouldn't be held captive by them. <laughs> I would no, have been long I'm gone going, by now. <laughs> I'm going for a walk. Gonna enjoy some fresh air. <laughs> I'd be watching that sewer entrance constantly just waiting for the moment there was no one down there and I'd take on the one guard that might be down there the and one. be gone. I'd be gone. <laughs> so, yeah, I just... Uh, it's just exposition, but it doesn't mean anything, you know? Right. You know, and, and the mall rats are what, at the mall cleaning it, but nothing ever looks clean. 
Nothing ever looks different. <laughs> it's so grungy and gross. They did more work in season one, just keeping yes! them all clean. Yes. <laughs> and that's why they needed Amber back. I get it now. The Guardian isn't as good at, at making Rodas as he was. A lot of the stuff they do just doesn't really make sense. It's Which just... suck. It does suck because they, they were such, it was such a good setup for The Chosen, you know? And it could have been so much better than it was, especially with, you know, them holding the Mallrats prisoner and this and that. Like, and it's like, okay, they're just on a vacation. They just have really bad roommates at this point yeah. in time. Yeah. Squatters. Yeah. Who won't leave. Literally, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm struggling to, like, see how they are in control of the city. It's, you know what I mean? There's mm-hmm. no, we've not been shown or seen anything to indicate that they have this tight control in the city. It's just weird. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand. Yeah. Like, are they still kidnapping people? That's what I want to know, you know? Um, like, when was the last time we saw vans or patrols? Mm-hmm. Or, it's just like, n- nothing. It's like, at, at this point in time, it feels more like, He's taken control of the mall and he's yeah. making the mall rats believe that right. he has control over everything. It does seem that way. It really does. I mean, granted, they set it up as though they had control of the city. We saw mm-hmm. other slaves mm-hmm. in the chain gang and all that stuff. But it's almost like, and then of course the rebels act like they're chosen or in charge of the city. But, you know, future forays into the city through the eyes of KC and the other Ugh. rebels, it does not feel mm. like the Chosen have control so much as it's more of a collaboration. Like, every other tribe just found a way to work with the Chosen. It, it, at this point, it really feels like they're no worse than, say, Zoot or the Demon Dogs were. Um, you just, you lived around them. That's yeah. what you did. And yeah. So it's, it doesn't really feel like they have control of the city. It's more like, as long as you don't blaspheme, you know, Zoot or challenge him, you're left to your own devices. How is yeah. that any worse than what Danny tried to do with with the whole if you guys do the work we'll give we'll give you the antidote much it's it's not it it's not different that's that you're very right there it isn't any different than what the Mallrats did in season two you know um in fact and like even in season two we saw more of what the Mallrats were at least trying to accomplish in the city mm-hmm. you know. Yeah public works and things like that. We actually saw them out there, you know, getting these people to work and do stuff. And I don't know why we're not seeing the chosen do the same so that we can get, we can have a continuous feel that they're in charge of the city. They're running it. That's why I say like, it it might just be an indicator of, you know, the guardian losing his, his grip on everything. Uh, Like, I don't think it gets any better from here. He tries I will say that's something the technos do a little better too. I, ugh, it yeah. hurts me to say it, but I the pain. I will give them kudos. We see the techno forces on the street. We see yeah. how they enforce their rules on the street. How they bully people. How they intimidate yep. people in the streets, in the public places, outside of the mall. So we get an image that the technos are everywhere, even though there's like five of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we, yeah. you, you at least get the feeling that yeah, feel like they the are everywhere. They see everything. Yeah. They're all over yeah. the city. So for example, when the traders stop coming, it's believable why they'd stop coming, why they feel yeah. intimidated to be in the city. And yep. I do feel that season three falls short in showing the chosen running this city. You know, and having yeah. everyone under their boot heel because I don't believe they do. Right. And and with the, the technos, you know, we see that they're able to make it look like it needs to. You know, they can do it. Mm. 
they just did. They dropped the ball with the chosen. Absolutely. Somewhere there, we have a listener who is a season four fan who's just like, oh my goodness, <laughs> they didn't. Oh, they just did it. Oh, they compliments in season four. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's not season four. It's Ram. I'm complimenting Ram. Okay. It's going to be rare. So so cherish it. Cherish it while you can. (laughs) I'm complimenting direction and stage (laughs) setup. Okay. (laughs) That's what I'm complimenting. You're you're not going to get many. uh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Ryan, please. You know what they did to Patsy? Yeah, they took her away and they. I know. I'm going to make them pay for that. I'm going to make them pay for everything. We'll make them pay, all right. We just have to wait until we're strong enough. Wait! They've brainwashed Celine, Alice, and now they want my baby. I know! We've got to pick our fights carefully. Alice stresses the importance of picking their battles because we find out that in addition to Chloe, Patsy has now been taken away by the Chosen off-screen. <clears throat> yeah. Um, what did you make of another off-screen loss? Yeah. Oh, up for Patsy, you know, as a spy, and and then she's just unceremoniously we we find out in a sentence. I didn't get to Patsy in time. Like, wait, what? What are you talking about? Yeah, what do you mean? When did this happen? What like, happened to Patsy? What was she doing? What did she get caught doing? Same thing with Chloe. We have no idea what yeah. they were caught doing. That was so oh, terrible. Chloe was caught in a back room, secret room. Yeah, that's where she was caught. Well, at least, uh, we at don't least know that, that for sure. It's a yeah. yeah no, that's assumed. someone we said that. To that's what. That's what <laughs> May. <laughs> no, May says this must be the room. Must that Chloe. be. That's she right. assumed that's it. Right. She yeah. has no idea. That's right. It's just an assumption that this is what Chloe got caught doing. Mm. And it's like in the same episode that May gets caught in the same place. So I don't buy it. <laughs> I don't buy that that room left, is so left important. left a notebook laying open on the table like she wasn't just staring at it. A room that was unlocked. They're, these guards the suck. baby dude. broke into the room for the pizza. baby. I don't buy that that's the reason Chloe got sucked away. <laughs> no, the door, the door was open, wasn't it? It was unlocked. <laughs> <laughs> the baby just bumped in with Pushed her head away. and that's it. <laughs> And now Patsy just finished <sighs> off screen again. Like, why? Not super disappointing. Super disappointing. Because she very. had, you know, that, that build up in season two where she was working with Trudy, you know, and then we see this redemption yep. that she's attempting. And she's working very closely with the mall rats. And we see that she's loyal to her family. And to have them just write her off off screen, acting yeah. like the fans weren't going to care. With literally you know, two it's lines. just another slap in the face. You know what I mean? One line from Alice, one line from Luke. Is that it? Yeah. Like, yeah. Really? I didn't even remember it happening until I was reading through. Like I watched the episode twice today and still didn't remember it until we were just reading through it. Deserved so much more than this. Patsy went through such an arc of character work. Yes, from this scared little girl who was manipulated by someone she loved and desperately wanted the approval and forgiveness from, and ended up betraying everybody because of that. And had to swallow that and deal with yeah. that fear and face up to it. And she did. She yes. did. Mm-hmm. She owned up to what she had done. She didn't make excuses for herself. She took everyone's blame. And she grew up so quickly and then had to do this. I, I'm scared, but I am going to risk myself to stay loyal to my friends and put myself in danger. And she played a huge part in uh, Trudy getting away. These were monumental moments for Patsy. And 
to even the fact that she was manipulated into this position in the first place, you know, guilt tripped into doing it and she did it anyway. Yeah. You could have filmed something. I get it. You don't have the actress. Fine. She still deserved a scene where it's just a, Absolutely. a, a person in, from the back, yeah. you know, it's, you know, a stand in doing yeah. something that Patsy gets caught doing. She deserved that much. She, she deserved way more than a, especially since we never see her again. Like, right. Oh my yeah. gosh. Why couldn't they have done this with like May or something? Like, yeah, we, they literally filmed her during the ceremony with Trudy. So they, we could have yeah. had a stand in exactly like that where she gets caught just doing something yep. as simple as that. Yep. We get nothing. It's, and, and this is the last we ever see of this. It's, it is sickening. Wow. Yeah. Twice, you know, and, and for it to be two original mall rats that it happened to, you know, yeah, two. First and then Patsy. Yeah. And then we're going to get this introduction of Ned and the twins. Take them away. Give us back Chloe and Patsy. Yes, please. I find it really hard to believe that twice you're telling me that two characters in the middle of filming, you had no idea they mm. were leaving. You had yeah. no prep time for them yeah. whatsoever. There's such a thing as writer's contracts. contracts. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, come on. You can't tell me you know, that you these had... kids couldn't pay that off. Uh, you, yeah. you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. if, the, if their parents really took away, what did you do? For their parents to rip them from the show with no notice. What the heck were yeah. you doing? Two and, a, you know? two and a half years in and they're like, yoink. What happened? Come, yeah. Come on. Yeah, and without wrapping it up, it's it's so odd. I mean, you'd think there'd be at least one episode that they knew was the last episode of filming. You would think. Mm -hmm. You'd think. You know, they absolutely I mean, knew, but they didn't know what to do. I mean, I get that it was an issue in season one with the boy who played Paul, but with these two? Unique. That was a very unique situation with Paul. Yeah. So that was a definitely different You know, situation. that that was that was different, but with right. these two, it's they had it contract doesn't make any sense. Like, is this weird? I don't understand it myself. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> Again, even if there was something sudden, okay, we don't know what happened, you know, whatever. The labor laws in New Zealand were strange and still are. I you still could have filmed something where we don't mm -hmm. see her face, but you are insinuating that she's doing something she shouldn't be and she gets caught. You know, it wouldn't take yeah. much to film that. Even and without a stand-in, they could have discussed it further. A discussion of what she was caught doing. I mean, it could have been something that the, the Guardian are talking about. And why does it seem so nonchalant? Like, nobody really cares. What if that's what the Guardian was pissed off about? You know, like he was angry that this girl had infiltrated Another them, one. had won their trust. Mm -hmm. And you could even use that as the reason he wants to keep the mall rats under heel. You See, know what I mean? Worse. That's even worse. The fact that he's caught two mall rats doing this. Two of them. Nothing ever happens to the mall rats. <laughs> they, don't even get, they don't even get their rooms searched when there's an assassination attempt on this guy. No slashed rations, no yep. increased work, nothing, nothing. happens, nope. even though you, you've caught two spies from the morons. <laughs> uh, and yet you still trust Casey. Fuck <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, what the? Who wrote um, this? What is listen, going on? Guardian is not well, okay? Jaffa is sick. He does not I mean, know which if, or what he's doing. You can have that be the case, that he's ignoring these things because he's sick. Luke is not sick. No, yeah. he's not. I know, I know, I know. You can use Luke as the avatar for the Luke audience and the other chosen, him. you know, and bring it up. Like, you know, his concern about these mall rats. 
It could even be part of his reason of not wanting to trust Ellie, you know, because he trusted mm-hmm. Patsy. He liked yeah. her and he liked Chloe. And yeah. he's upset that they're both got caught doing something they weren't supposed to and got sent away. He seems he upset. See he wasn't able to protect Patsy, but he also feels betrayed that, yes. you know, she yeah. was doing what she was doing. And you could have him bring it up. And yeah, Joe, Guardian could ignore it because he's not well in the head, but... It should be addressed. It shouldn't just be swept under the rug. Yeah. But isn't that kind of what they do? Like when people disappear now, it just, they, it just, they're gone, you know? I mean, yeah, this is a trend that happens, but they should have yeah. made it a trend. They should have, they should have. It, get, it gets worse and worse. Like when I think of season one, the effort that went into dealing with Paul's disappearance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In comparison, that was amazing compared yeah. to the- <laughs> So after episode, this kid kept coming up and these people were looking for him. And what do we, and they kept bringing him up. What do we do? You know, like they addressed his disappearance and how it was affecting everyone. And that is just. This affects for two seconds, Ryan, and then it's never mentioned. And never mentioned again, you know. <laughs> and, and does Celine even what, care? How? No. I was <laughs> does thinking. Celine even notice? Celine. Celine, <laughs> Celine is. Oh. Celine, both your daughters are gone. Did you notice? She's too busy with oh. the baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe she should have worried for a second if she can keep that one safe. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. 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 That was cold. <laughs> I like it. Yes. Yeah, well. <laughs> Got heart flutters on that one. Thank you. She started out with three kids. She started out with Paul, Patsy, and Chloe. And she lost them all. She lost them all. She took care of Brady. Kid, kid went missing. She didn't care. <laughs> oh, that's rough. <laughs> Sorry, I have no love for Celine, especially not in this episode. Yeah, no, <laughs> I definitely ended this episode with a this. Oh. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's you can't ignore the fact that these were the three kids that she took on as her own and claim to love, and yet it's only other people who seem to be very bothered by these children's disappearances. Uh, <laughs> her husband is more bothered by it. Yeah. I mean, her ex-husband. Uh, I mean, oh, yeah. wow. Well, yeah. I wasn't going to slam on her this episode, but... No, you have to. Come on. Come on. <laughs> it's we, wow. we were introduced to these children with her. Okay? Mm-hmm. And, and she doesn't give anything. <laughs> she <laughs> doesn't have any F to gives. Nothing. She doesn't get more hate in the fandom as a mother figure. <laughs> Trudy and Amber get a lot. A but lot. Celine never gets any. That's strange. Not everybody loves Celine. I don't quite understand it. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, this this is sad. We've lost two original Morats. Yeah. Succession is like Like the the trend started on Eagle Mountain with how yes. quickly we were meant to move past Amber and Zandra's loss. Yes. And here's another example. We've got two who've left in pretty quick succession and we're given a sentence and that's yeah. it. There's no explanation as to really what happened to them, where, you know, what they did, and there's just not much care given to the fact that they're oh gone. Oh my goodness. There have been more sentences about Danny being gone than about Pat. Yeah. Oh, you're right. And those were obligatory. Yeah. Completely mm-hmm. obligatory. Mm-hmm. And those you could those mentions were literally punching their way out of the character's mouths. That's mm-hmm. how little they mm-hmm. wanted to say it. Yeah. It just felt obliged to mention to me. I 
understand that these kids have been through a lot and they've lost a lot, right? But they are still teenagers. Mm-hmm. Like, there should still be some emotion when one of their friends and family members disappears. Yeah. Like, absolutely. Like, they shouldn't just be desensitized to losing people. Like, right. they're and, still and children. You know, the audience won't, won't have an emotional reaction to that as well. So yeah. Not, not even address it. Like, like I, I haven't even mm. accepted Chloe being gone. Yeah. <laughs> and now Patsy's out of here. And you get a line. A line, that's it. Because you, you don't even get you don't get a sense of who these people are anymore because there's no time given to them as characters, as people dealing with this world. It's become very expositional. And this is the epitome of an exposition episode. Everything in this, I will say this, it's clean. It's straightforward. Um, It's very streamlined. It's just giving the information that you need to know as to what's going on right now. But there's no human element to it. You know, um, even a sense of, let's say, I don't know, somebody feeling betrayed that Patsy has been spying this whole time. You know, yeah. uh, there's just nothing there. There's no yeah. emotional response to what it's just one thing happening after another. But what does it matter if they aren't behaving like humans actually going through it, especially at their young age? Like yeah. I said, they shouldn't be entirely desensitized to this. No. Like, absolutely not, you know, and and I think there was more anger and emotion put into Celine and May demanding to know if the mall rats were involved with Trudy getting away than there is mm-hmm. with Patsy and Chloe being taken. Yep. It's just sad. Do we, do we even get a reaction from KC about Patsy? No. I don't think so. And that's the worst thing, I think, that you know. bad. I was just remembering, yeah, like, like he just still doesn't even know. Good. He still thinks she was... <laughs> A, a traitor and they never yeah. get that like that yeah revelation from him that oh she was she was on our side she, she was under I feel the we don't know we don't even know if casey is aware that she has been taken away because <laughs> it never yeah. comes up with him he's just that's trying true. to get a favor you know like that's all we know of casey today oh hmm? man it's like so many good moments they could have had but there's one person who's mm. upset about Patsy, and that's Ryan. Mm. He's the only one who's genuinely upset. And we don't even know if that's about Patsy or the fact that Celine just dedicated their child to yeah. Zeus. We have yeah. no idea yeah. what he's really upset about right now. Because nobody's having real conversations about this stuff. And it, it could have been, like, that, I think, would have helped the slog of season three. If Like, season one, you could say there's not a lot of action. But why is it so engaging? Because we spend so Mm -hmm. much time getting to know who these people are Mm -hmm. and their Mm -hmm. reactions to even the smallest things. We get to know who they are. We get to fall in love or hate them, you know. Character training was amazing. See them play off of each other. Amber mm, would be losing her mind right now. (laughs) She would be tearing that place down trying to find those girls. Yep. Not an Amber fan, but she definitely would have. And I'm sorry, Sarah Major, you deserve so much better. So much. You're such a good actress. They barely ever gave you anything to work with, but when they did, you killed it every damn time. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I loved you, and I'm sorry that this is how you were left, and you deserve better. So much better. Yep. But thank you for what you gave us. When you were allowed to give it to us. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, no, it sucks if, if she was one of your favorites, and that you you find out that she's gone in this way, and there's no reaction to it at all <laughs> that's 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 harsh <laughs> it's just mean and no one will actually care again 
until Chloe returns and like the end of season, the end of the season when she mm-hmm. finds out that her best friend is yeah. not. Mm-hmm. No one will care until then. <laughs> yeah. And that makes it even more heartless. Really heartless. Especially, since, I mean, I, I can't believe that there's no reaction from Alice or Ellie about this when they're the ones who pushed this child <laughs> in this <No>. dangerous position, <laughs> promised her, we will keep you safe. Nothing bad will happen to you. And they got no, nothing to say. No, about her being taken off, away. You know, trying to, to sweet talk Luke still. Yeah, they got mm-hmm. their own stuff, I guess. Does that wave got gravy running down your chin? Gravy? Gravy? Tully, I don't know why you should be so bothered about that. After all, you and Andy did have quite a feast. Feast? What's he talking about? He's just stirring. Such a caring, sharing family you all are. See, I've got a few questions for you, panel. What did you make of the development of the family dynamic that we see and Pride's attempt to turn them against one another? It's efficient. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, he saw. It's very straightforward. We get the set. We find out they're related and that these kids, they look up to their big brother, you know, and it seems on the surface that they've got, they work well together. They got a plan. And then immediately after we see that eh, it's not all smooth sailing with these guys. Yeah. You know, and that's mm. all we really need to know about them, which is a shame because there could be so much more to their dynamics than that. But <laughs> it's not, it. it's not a bad dynamic. It's not as like interesting as like Ebony and her siblings. Yeah. But it, it's, it's not a terrible dynamic for siblings to have. Um, since up until this point, you know, we don't really explore too much with siblings other than Alice, after Alice Paul. and Ellie. Yeah. You know, and that's it, interesting, you know, um, I guess. <laughs> one, yes. one, one, one of the things that did annoy me most about that, though, is that they replaced Patsy and Paul with a set of twins. Yeah. Now they they did more or less just replace the the young. You know, mm-hmm. like I don't know if the girls were just getting too old now and they needed young kids. Like, give us somebody else, please. Or just add them instead of replacing others. Play this. For this episode, the, t- the twins in this episode, um, I do like how they are presented as survivalists in the sense that they, they know how to swindle people. We see them without their brother mm-hmm. and we see them come up with their own plan to get food. And that's just a nice thing to know about them. That yes, they are dependent on Ned to keep them alive in this world. And that's how they trapped Pride. That was likely Ned's idea, you know, but it's this is a moment to see them operating outside of Ned. And yeah. how they've picked up on his tools mm-hmm. and they use what tools they have at their disposal. That's nice. Um, you know, ta- they're, they're cute. They're adorable. They know how to use that. And, um, so I thought that works. I, I, I do like the way Tally and Andy talk to each other. I love how yeah. Tally, <laughs> Tally goes from super sweet to sarcastic in a second. Like it's a switch yeah. with her. I love that mm-hmm. actress. Well done, sweetheart. She nails that every time. Um, yep. I, I think in some ways they're a better portrayal of children growing up in this world where Patsy and Chloe were very sweet. I adore them. I, I, but I do think sometimes they lack a little realism in how hard a child could become in a world like this. They were sheltered. And, they, they, they sheltered. These, two are, these two are more like a C in that manner. And right. honestly, I, I would prefer the twins. Like, I would be okay with getting the twins if we didn't have to have Ned along with them. Thank you. I was just about to jump in there. I, I like the, the Andy yeah. and Tally dynamic. I don't like it when they add Ned onto it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. 
I yeah, it doesn't work. For do me. think the they are? I think they are hampered by Ned. Mm-hmm. Um, Ned has potential, but I don't think the show ever really. They never allow uses it. it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but the twins, I I just think they're a really nice reflection of kids in this world. They mm-hmm. remind me a lot of Lottie in season five. Yes. Kids oh, just yeah. trying mm-hmm. to have to survive. And at the end of the day, they're just children and they really do want someone to cuddle them and tell them it's going to be okay. But there isn't anyone to do that. So they've just got to make it. And so I like that. Uh, I don't like this. This is this grates on me. They set up pride. He's the one who captured Ebony and Lex. That's how mm-hmm. he's presented to us. Yeah. Okay. So having Ned capture him is supposed to set up Ned as being super good and strategic, <laughs> you know, and thinking on his feet because he's able to capture pride. Pride is caught by these people. Right. And they, Ned's just a buffoon already in one episode. We see he's a buffoon yeah. of a person and you're like, pride, you haven't figured out how to get away yet yeah. from these guys? I, frankly, it's Tally and Andy who've got him captured. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. That, that's like, my you, next you know, question. Mm. Why is he still captured? He, he's, <laughs> he can literally overpower the two kids. He's just, <sighs> he's just standing it, there. It, it kind of feels like why? he wants to be. It yes, does. It does. It does. Why isn't he leaving? I don't, I don't understand. Why isn't he running away? He's because just... the writer said no. <laughs> There it is. The writer said, "You have to stay here. Sorry, let the let the kids play with your hair." No, 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 no. It's simple. Pride was told by Amber that he had to go back to Bray, and he really doesn't wanna. And being stuck, caught by these guys is better than going back to Bray. Feel like that? It feels like he's just dealing with this because he's in no hurry to get back to the yeah, Bray he's and in the rebels. No hurry whatsoever. Like. Like this might as well happen. Whatevs. Whatever. Yeah, this is fine. <laughs> I don't like what they've done to Pride. He... I don't well, like it either. This is where Pride is no longer Pride. So um, quickly, how yeah, is he? This is this is where he is no longer the character that we are introduced to. Uh, even you know, Braid at telling Lex and Ebony she's with she's with Pride. Would you like to try to track him? And then to have the twins get. Mm. <laughs> it's been really cool. If okay, if. At first, Pride really was trying to get away from this trio. You know what I mean? And we saw that it was impossible for him to get away. You know, like they had him trussed up like a pig or something. But then when he finds out that he's going to be sewed to the Chosen, maybe that's when his demeanor changes. Like, hey, that yeah. could actually work in my favor. Yeah. Ooh, you know what I mean? Like, hmm. like we, it would give Pride his own um, motive for why he's doing what he's doing. Like, okay, that could actually work out in my favor to get one of us in the mall. But, you yeah. know, because last time he left the Rebels, yeah. they weren't doing much. Nothing. You know, Pride is also an individual agent. He likes to work alone, you know. So I, I just think if we've gotten a little insight yeah. as to why he wasn't fighting these guys so hard, and was just like, I actually do want to get into that mall. You know what I mean? Um, just something, you know. Uh, I think that could have made this much more interesting. He let himself get captured. Yeah. Like, I'm going to use this to my advantage that I've been captured. I could get away, and I could get back to the Rebels, but we'd be right where we started. But now they're going to sell me to the Chosen. I wonder if I could get into the mall. You know what I mean? Just something. Like, if we got yeah. some insight into his thought process. Um, That's the headcanon now. Right, <laughs> you know, it would. It has to be because it just makes Pride look really bad that Ned yeah. has him captured. Ned, mm-hmm. of Ned all of people. all people got jinx because they immediately paint Ned as a buffoon. 
Yeah, like the gravy on the chin. Mm. <laughs> like you aren't smart enough to wipe your mouth. Like, are you serious? You feel that there, really? You like, know, and I don't know why they decided to make Ned a buffoon because um, there's just a lot to be said for having an older KC, someone who's not inherently evil but is willing to do whatever it takes to survive and protect yeah. his own. You know, and I think that could yeah. have been very interesting for Ned. You know, a future look. But instead, he's he's painted as an idiot, and I, I don't know why they'd let Pride be captured by an idiot, or why they would paint Ned that way. There was just someone who decided that we can't have someone looking like Ned be a smart guy. We just cannot have that. Because I, I used to hate Ned with the fire of a thousand suns. <laughs> um, I, I'm trying, I, I've learned not to hate him so much more as I'm just disappointed now. That's where I am. I'm like, Ned had so much potential. I don't know why you took this route with him. I don't know what the point was um, for Ned. You know, um, I like you can see what the point was with Lex. Lex was a dislikable person in season one, but they gave him enough attributes that you could understand why people would follow him, why he'd have friends, why he'd have a girl enamored with him, the potential mm -hmm. he had, he could bring to the group, what Lex could be when he was contributing. And you could see that he was really just his worst enemy. So it, it made you root for him. It made you like the scoundrel. It made you want to see the scoundrel, you know, come into his potential. I don't know why they decided to paint Ned as someone who you don't root for him. You know, like, where, where were you going with this guy? Wh what was the point of him? Because he's just annoying. It's one thing to have a character who's bad or is like the laughing stock or, you know, the joke guy or whatever. But what's the point of a character who's just, I freaking hate you. Like Danny wasn't supposed to be hateable. We hated her, but she wasn't supposed <laughs> it was to be. Easy. It just happened, you know, the way they set her up. But with Ned, it's like, yeah, Ned is like you, you seem like okay. you purposely set him up mm. to be just yeah. hateable. And I don't know why. And then you put him with the most loved character. What were they thinking? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You thought yeah. she was going to redeem him? Come on. <laughs> I mean, maybe they did think that she would be able to redeem his character. She ran her character into the ground this season. So, I mean, yep. she can't save yep. him. <laughs> She can barely save herself. Yeah. She can't save herself. <laughs> so, I mean. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Alice. They wanted to torture Alice some more. Someone's idea. Somebody had an idea for this guy, and I don't really know what happened. You know, they start to try to give him depth later, and um, it doesn't feel like that was the purpose. It never feels like when Ned is given some depth later, it never feels like that's where they originally wanted to go with him. It was like they were just trying at the bottom of the ninth to flesh him out and you could have been doing that from the very start you know mm -hmm. yeah um, so it's, especially since the actor is really good yeah um, he's just given crap to deal with really unfortunately i feel like that's the way it goes a lot in this show Wait, when, when i was watching this scene earlier i was like okay you know what that's that's cool that's, that's you know that's a good idea okay these kids they seem like they've got their ears to ground they talk about they know about the rebels and okay oh yeah you know what they, we, we can we can sell him to the chosen but when I think about that a bit more, that doesn't even make sense. Why would they sell Pride to the Chosen? And why would they think why? they could sell him to why the Chosen? Why would they think they, they, they even could? They can just take their slaves, they yes. Just, they're yeah. taking slaves. Why do you think you could sell them to the Chosen? It doesn't even make sense. The more I watched it, I was like, hmm? <laughs> later, they clarify <laughs> that when Ned, he assumed that the Chosen were no different than the Logos. Mm -hmm. like, okay. Later, okay. When, they, when they run into the Chosen and he's you know, like, 
border guard or whatever, he says, you know, I want to sell this slave. And he starts making demands like it's no big deal. And the chosen are just like, <laughs> seriously, right? <laughs> and and he even mentions, well, in the, exactly, right? <laughs> and Ned goes, well, I remember the days of the locos. Those were the sort of things you could get for slaves. So it, it insinuates that Ned and Tally and Andy haven't been in the city in a long time. Yeah. And so he just yeah. sees the chosen as another, you know, muscle tribe running the show and operating the same way, which is weird because they just said they had their ears to the ground. So it's like, yeah, you should uh, know the chosen problems. aren't like that. They're um, not buying people. They're just so taking them. So why would you assume they're like that if you know this much information about mm-hmm. them? You know. So never mind. I just defeated my own point. I tried. <laughs> you did. It came full circle. It's okay. It came full circle. I'm just staring at my mic like, wait a minute. <laughs> I was following you on that train. I was like, you know what? Okay. And then- <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> Talked myself right out of that argument. Yep. Oh. But this is proof. We put effort into making sense of this, y'all. We do. <laughs> we try so hard. We try so hard. Against our better judgment, too. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, this is just an informative scene. That's all it is. It's just exposition. Tally and Andy are great. Ned is yeah, a buffoon. Yeah, we gotta get to know them. That's it. That's all there is. I guess. And, and, and Pride is being lazy. It's it, Yeah, Pride. He's, he's been walking for two days, like, you guys. He's tired. <laughs> this is a good break. He's in no rush to get back to break. Come on. Yeah. Listen, he's got to be captured and he's got to be away for a while because why else? Or how else are they going to convince Bray that he stayed with Amber and they ran off together? It's just too practical for the dynamic they wanted with Ebony, Bray, and Lex. Because... Yeah. They are a good dynamic when they're yes. working together. And when we think about the rebels, those are the three we think about, yeah. you know, and I wonder if pride's pragmatism ruined that dynamic. He was too Maybe. much of a voice of reason. He didn't have too many personal stakes. And I, I get the sense that that was a big reason why he was separated from them because he's it just stuck. Very- He's so useful, you know, why yeah, wouldn't that's keep what him I mean, in that yeah. group? I, I think they needed that voice of reason. Right. I think he ruined the dynamic the writers were going for. So they diverted him. Mm-hmm. We can only have the three musketeers, okay? Yeah. And again, they, they can't have you rooting for pride to get with Amber. <laughs> I but wasn't. I don't will. worry. I won't. I, w- I root for him to get with other people, not Amber. <laughs> I love Amber, okay? She doesn't deserve pride. I'm with you. Yeah, I love Amber exactly. too, but she doesn't, she doesn't deserve pride. <laughs> No, no, Ray and Amber deserve each other for multiple reasons. <laughs> Danny who? Pride who? What? What's going on over there? Oh, it looks as if one of the girls has gone into labor. What? You mean she's having it? Here? Yes. It's perfect. You'll be at the birth of the first baby born to Zilt. Are you mad? I'm leaving. Yeah, do you think that was a, it was a cute, like, teen reaction? Or do you, like, what do you feel uh, that's I mean, I felt like it was very fitting for the Guardian. Yeah. Like, he's like, whoa, 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 wait a second. Wait a second. This is I'm really doing... happening? Like, Icky? No way. Yeah. <laughs> I can't have blood on my, dr- on my robes. Come on. <laughs> you almost called it a dress. The timing was great. It was a nice comedic moment. Uh, Jaffa delivered it perfectly. Um, mm mm-hmm. 
I really did like, I thought he, it, it works because of his delivery. It was so great. But I also think it, yeah. you know, you can look into it and uh, get a little bit more from it. Um, Joffa's not even pretending how tiresome he finds all of this anymore. You know, he used to love the pomp and circumstance of having this group hanging on his every word and making up ceremonies and writing books about Zoo and all of this. He loved it, but it's, it really does seem like he's finding it tiresome at this point and he's disinterested from the moment he is addressing these mothers i i do mm -hmm. like this scene in the sense that you even have little voiceovers of the awe that the young mothers have it's a guardian yeah. oh, oh oh you know the mm -hmm. adr um going on and he's bored he doesn't want to be addressing these no these spoiled women you know who who exchange pure human juices with another person ew you know he wants um, to go share his never ew. mind i'm not gonna say it sorry i will stop there <laughs> so it definitely you know it ties into his sexual repression and his issues with women and it to me it tells me he's not interested in this stuff he no. loved setting up these ceremonies he loved making these decrees but having to actually put in an appearance and talk to them and, you know, Luke is gung-ho. Luke loves this stuff. He lives yes. for it, you know? Mm -hmm. And yes. he was basically Joppa's understudy, watching from behind the wings. Like, I want to be like him when I grow up, you know? And Joppa's reaction to, ah, I don't, I, he literally said, I don't care. Like, I, I'm, he can't even fake it, you know, or come up with no. a, a reasonable excuse. He's not worried about anybody overhearing him. He's just like, I'm leaving. This is gross. Ew. Peace. It was probably in that moment that he realized that they were actually going to have to help birth these babies. And he's yeah. like, wait a sec. That's not in my job description. <laughs> Why would Zoot ask me to do this? Yes, Ooh. exactly. This is so gross. Why? Why? Yeah, it's just interesting. You know, it, he, he loved it in the beginning. He did. Mm -hmm. But now he's just like, he, he wants to go and pine after somebody else. Something got his interest. He doesn't want to be bothered with any of this stuff. And he can't even pretend. I just love his expression towards yes. towards Luke with, Are you mad? I'm out of here. Yeah, no, his facial expression is brilliant. It makes me wonder, how does he think about Brady, Zoot, and Trudy? Like, it bothered him so much that Zoot clearly had sex with a woman and got her pregnant and she had a child that he had to create this divinity labels for what it was it's almost like in his head he has rewritten it that zoot literally just put a seed in a pumpkin patch and then trudy yes. retrieved it immaculate conception yes like that's what he created you know when you know when in his he head yeah rewrote it so that he didn't have to think about the squishy thing that zoot and trudy actually did to make brady yeah no he's just going for uh you chose Trudy to carry that child, and poof, by magic, there was a baby. Anyway, I think it's a comedic scene, and uh, Damon lands it perfectly. It is, it is a comedic scene. I did laugh, but then I was like, uh, once again, you're, you're stripping away like the awe and presence of the Guardian. Yes, you're rendering him it. into this. Yep. Uh, yeah, I'm not. Yep. I don't like what happens to him, but... And they've been doing that since the moment he laid eyes on Tyson. Mm. Mm -hmm. Pretty much, pretty much. And I, I do wish that he was putting in more of an effort to hide it from his followers. 
it'd be yes. cool. It's it's fine. Least, we, yeah, yeah. Least, like if but... we, the audience, need to know that he's losing his allure, that's fine for us. But it just think it's strange that he's making it so obvious to his followers that he's not mm-hmm. what he's made himself to be. But I mean, maybe that's the point because they don't really want to put the work into showing the followers losing faith in him. So the only mm-hmm. thing they the lazy way is to just have him to fool in front of them over and over again so that when we're told that they're losing faith in him we're like well yeah they would because <laughs> he's not even trying that's the easy road rather than actually mm-hmm. letting us spend time with his followers and be subtle about it and you know what i mean it's like efficient storytelling but it's not good storytelling i mm-hmm. guess yeah because if I was a pregnant woman who joined The Chosen because I thought, wow, these guys have figured it out and stuff. And this is my first impression of Jaffa, the guardian. Um, leader. I would be super disappointed. I thought he was going to deliver my baby. You know, I was, Personally. I, I was going to name it Jaffa. Like, this is never meet your heroes, guys. Never. <laughs> And we need to even up the playing field. You're saying we need transport. What do we use for fuel? Petrol? Where from? I gotta have a dump somewhere. And if we could find it, we could destroy it. That way we'd all be using the same toys. Where is it then? Well, the locals used a warehouse near the docks. The Guardians should know it. They could be using the same one. After a brief diversion, where Lex tries to proposition Ebony, because of the Dex, that he reached the old yeah. fuel warehouse used by the locos only to find it empty. Yeah, panel. Um, let's talk about the plan first, and then the eco bits, and uh, yeah, we'll go get, let's get into it. <laughs> Why didn't you think of this earlier, though? Just following the chosen around the city. I, I don't know why you're not just doing that. They'll just lead you to where they're hiding anything. And you literally don't even have to cover your faces. Like it's you okay. don't. You you're wanted, and your faces are spl- are plastered everywhere. But it's okay. To duck and cover, you can be five feet behind them and just follow them, and you'll figure out where this stuff is. I don't know why yeah. you're shooting mm-hmm. in the dark, but whatever. I don't mind this plan because it, it seems reasonable for everybody mm-hmm. to think. Oh yeah, they're using the old locals stores, yeah. but yeah. This is very late to <laughs> attempt to yeah. realize like, that. This should have happened ages ago. <laughs> it should have been one of the first things they did. No, I don't actually don't think it's that great of a plan at all. <laughs> Ebony, the Locos haven't existed for ages. What makes you think that Jaffa would use the same stores? He despised you. He defected from the Locos a long-ass time ago. What, it, what makes you think that he would use the same places or that those places hadn't been taken over by another tribe like the demon dogs. What were those places being used for in season two, Ebony? Were you using them when you were running the militia? Like, come on, it actually is nonsensical that she would assume that these places would still be used to store stuff just because Jaffa was once a loco a long time ago. Too much has mm-hmm. happened since. Yeah, mm-hmm. I get your mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but still, you know, it... it- appreciate the director giving them something to do to have yes. this conversation i appreciate Just, that as well i appreciate that like even if the plan isn't the greatest whatever at least they decided to change location and have them go do something yeah. you know so they can because they could have easily had the same conversation in the hideout you know and instead they were like no we're not going to be like george lucas we're going to go somewhere <laughs> and actually have this conversation while we do something so i appreciate the effort put into it 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was nice to see them do yeah. something. Do mm-hmm. something. Finally. It was nice. Okay. Not the best plan, but at least it's something. Ebony just needed to get out. <laughs> she was like, <laughs> I'm tired of broody, le- broody Bray. I need to get out of here. They're brooding or looking at me in disappointment. And <laughs> I just need to get away from him. And pride isn't here, so there's no boys. Nuh-uh. I need some action. That's... But not my dad. And Lex is like, I need some action too. (laughs) Okay. You know, I'm a big Lex Tysan fan. Okay. Let's talk about that. (laughs) But these guys are really hard for me to root for this couple when, in one breath, Lex is like, the chosen have this, they have that, they have that. Oh, and let's not forget, they have my wife. And then the next thing, he's like, hey, Ebony. You know, I yeah. thought I'd take you up on your... Like, you can't keep having him That's complain about so his wife bad. and then constantly have him coming on to other women. Like, stop. Cut it out. Like... Yeah, no, I hated it. <sighs> One second, he's so angry at Bray. He's like, my wife is still captive. And he's like, okay, Ebony. Get in the back of the car. Like, come on. As frustrating as it is, okay? I feel like Lex is one of those people that can separate sex from like, he mm-hmm. loves Tysan, you know what I mean? But he doesn't associate sex with intimacy. Yeah. He wants his chakras realigned. I agree with you, Maggie. He does mm. not see sex and intimacy as the same. And, um, but it, I just think if they, again, if they put more work into the characters, <laughs> yeah. this, this could work just fine. Because we saw yeah. him do this, he saw, we saw him do the same thing in season one where he really wanted to have sex with Zandra, but it's very clear that his heart wasn't there. And yet we saw how he, how hard he fell for Tysan and how upset he was when she dumped him. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. put the work in there to show that despite his actions, there was something going on inside of his head, you know? And they're He's not, not doing allowed that, that here. development. He's not yeah. allowed character development. We, we see that mm-hmm. with Lex. So there's that just it's like you can do this. You can totally make him this guy, but you're not really doing much to show the conflict in his head or letting Caleb, who can who can mm-hmm. act, show it. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Instead he's all smiles when he propositions Ebony, you know? There's no subtlety. You know, he's mm-hmm. it's, it's, he's basically just two guys. One guy who's totally head over heels in love with his wife and wants to be with her, and this guy. Who's just like and this any, guy. Any guy, anyone who walks by, I'll yeah. I'll hit it real quick. You know what I mean? <laughs> real um, quick. Real quick. Yeah, uh, literally, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh. And feels nothing about that. Where season one Lex would at least make up excuses for mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know. Because he recognized, mm-hmm. ah, that is weird. I don't know why I do this. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just <laughs> do. <laughs> And this why Lex am I like this? Right, exactly. Season one, Lex was at least, I don't know why I'm like this. Why? I, you know, but season three, Lex has no conflict whatsoever. He never expresses feeling ashamed of himself or, you know, questioning if he should, you know, he just, whatever. He's just two different guys, whatever the script yeah. needs him to be at any given time, you know, and uh, it doesn't work when you want me to feel for his devotion to his wife when you write him that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Being said, I do like the scene between Lex and Ebony. You know, they, they, they're my favorite. Yeah, they're playing off each other really well. They're having great banter. It's just, you you know, they're, they're refreshed by being in a new location. Even Lex's excitement at seeing a car and her exasperation at it, but she, the staging is awful. (laughs) It is, but 
the actors are doing really well and I like the banter between them. It's very playful. And I even like, you know, how she's teasing him like, okay, like sure. And, you know, slams his hand and, you know, it's, it's cute. It's, it, it works. And then you Casey, mm -hmm. the whole thing. I mean, that's the only reason they're out there. It's okay. Yeah. You can overhear them, you know, but yeah. Okay, fine. Where was Casey hiding, please? <laughs> but, but, he was where in was the he? dark side of the limo, okay? He couldn't <laughs> see him back there. Under where? the steering wheel, I think, maybe. <laughs> Which is... He was in the back, and then he must have somehow sneaked into the front. What? It just didn't make sense. Uh, maybe, it, I mean, was... it appears to be so dark that maybe Lex couldn't see him. Like, those windows must be so tinted. Lex and Ebony, when um, they opened you up in the but, door, no one but, could see him? Really? Okay. It's Casey. You, He's a sneaky little mouse. Can you imagine if she actually went into that car? Damn, poor Casey. No. <laughs> Logistics are like, yeah. Where was Casey hiding in that car mm. that they couldn't see him? You know, or even sense that. I think is there somebody? You know what? You the hairs prick up on your neck when there's someone else around. You know what I mean? Um, but. Mm -hmm. mm. Uh, Hey, look, there's not much credit we can give this. We're running out of credits, guys. The season only gets worse, so we got to find Making the wins where we can. Making hard for us. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just I'm gonna let this one slide. He's under the steering wheel. He <laughs> slid into the front seat real quick, ducked down. He's hiding. And quietly stayed into the front one. <laughs> open the door. <laughs> they were too distracted by their conversation, I guess. It's so creepy. Um, I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll ignore what might have happened <laughs> if we should go through it. Yeah, no. It's a limo. He was in the bar cabinet. <laughs> That's exactly it. Yeah, he was hiding. <laughs> Definitely hiding. But he got out real quick into that window as soon as that door got closed. No. Was he under the seat? <laughs> <laughs> no, just, let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> um, yeah, oh yeah, I just want to, yeah, thanks for Matt for pointing this out. What did you make of Ebony mentioning our first term eco tribe, which I absolutely hate in the latest seasons? I, I, I thought that was interesting. Like, what did you make of that? The lazy. <laughs> We don't want to call them the Gaians, so this is just our our term for them. I don't know why they decided. Why do you yeah. think they they want to change the that. name of the tribe? Why do you think they change it to Ecos going forward? I don't. I never understood this. I don't know. It makes them feel less. I don't like the Gaians. Felt like there was something purposeful. Like there was something they believed yep. in. You know, like Gaia being Mother Earth or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, but Eco just makes them. Sound yeah. like like a like they're crunchy moms, like, like crunchy moms living yes. in the woods. Like yes, it feels almost derogatory. <laughs> they dumb they dumbed them down, is what it, they did. It does, which is why which is why I don't I don't mind it. It's when it's been used by like, Ebony or someone else, but when it becomes their names, like yeah, no, like, yeah, I don't like, like it. No one could spell Diane. Uh, okay, sorry. I <laughs> Like, no, I don't like when they, yeah, they, they've just changed the name. It's just, it, it sticks. We don't... Mm. If Like Lance points out, if it was said to be a derogatory term yeah. about them and their beliefs and the way they live, that would be interesting. That mm -hmm. some people call them, oh, the egos, you know, in a sl it's just slang in, 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 the, in the way In the way they call by the tree hugger. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah, because it does make sense that Ebony would be the first one to use that yes. term, 
but they don't do anything with it. So it ends up meaning nothing. And it just feels like, yeah, like Maggie said, they didn't want to spell Gaian anymore. <laughs> Someone couldn't pronounce it properly. It's, it's just weird. It's like, there's some kind of trademark issue that can, can no longer use the word Gaian. It's, like, it's so weird. It's like, we have to use Maybe. cool Nikos. I don't know. Because <laughs> even Amber refers to them as, I'm going back to Oh, that e- annoys you know, me. You know what I She does, yeah. To hell, I'm back. I hate that even Amber calls them Eco. No, don't stop. I can't, can't get into it. <laughs> <laughs> it frustrates me so much. You have Amber saying Eco. What does it even stand Ecos. for? Like, what does uh, Eco even, like, what is it short for? Well, it, it feels so wrong because originally... I remember them describing Bray as an eco warrior. Yes, they did. They, that's yes. how he's described on the website. Yeah. Yeah. Bray? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he's described as yeah. an eco warrior on the website. On yeah. the website, yeah. Eco warrior Bray. That was Pride's description. Nope. I would never have <laughs> given it to Bray. It was Bray. It was Bray's description. It's still to this day. That's what it says on Tribe World. You know what? Maybe they don't know what it means. It's probably a catch all <laughs> term. <laughs> because if you're giving it to Bray, it loses all definition. All definition, yeah. It's to describe guys who like knitted shirts. <laughs> and to be alone. Loners. It's for loners. loners. That's what they think it is. <laughs> People who go their own way, man. Yeah, <laughs> eight. A natural loner content with his own company. Bray is an See? experienced eco-warrior and activist. There you go. <laughs> activist? He was the captain of the basketball team. What do you mean he was an eco-activist? What did he act? He was in many protests. He protested all the time. Did he save the whales? I need to know. Are the seals okay? <laughs> what did he activate in season one? He sat on his butt waiting for the world to get better, but did not want to contribute to that happening. <laughs> because he didn't believe in leaders. Eco-warrior my butt. Like, I love Bray, but come on, man. Finder of animals? Like, what does it mean to them? <laughs> He's literally who told everybody they would have to eat the cow. Like, but he's an eco warrior. Like, it's not going to give us milk, but we could eat it. It's good, but it, 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 it's what he used against Chloe. It sounds good. It, it sounds good. That was the main thing. It, it makes it sounds sound good, good, but it clearly <laughs> meant nothing. Nothing. <laughs> they really tried. They really tried. And, and then they brought pride. Who? Yeah, and then they actually, brought pride the actual eco warrior. Actual eco warrior. <laughs> Like Dal, he's a vegetarian. Mm-hmm. He wants to work and like on farms and plant and just have his piece of the woods and and he but he's willing to fight for his own and his people. Yeah. He is an eco warrior. Ray mm-hmm. is not. <laughs> but he, it's official, okay? He is the eco warrior. All right, they told us. Oh, words mean nothing, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> it's all about actions, friends. I mean, he, he had that one conversation with Drew. That one? It was like, yeah, we'll, we'll live in communes and help each other out. And I mean, he had that one little brief. One. <laughs> Best, he was a theoretical eco-warrior. <laughs> he didn't actually do anything eco and he didn't fight. So he's just, you know. Hey, he's, the- he's theoretical, it's fine. <laughs> he's theoretical. He's a theoretical warrior. Yeah. <laughs> He liked the he idea just, of it. He didn't practice it, but he liked the idea of it. <laughs> he liked the idea, but then he got knocked in his head too many times. I literally yeah. thought that he was the reluctant hero. I thought no, that's he was what the they- eco-warrior. Sorry. Oh my gosh. Sorry. 
Sorry oh. for bringing it up, Liz. And sorry for wow. ruining that for you. I, I every time I heard Ikawori, I was like, oh yeah, pride. That's a pretty <laughs> good term for him, you know. And with Bray, I was like, he's clearly the reluctant hero. That's a good term for him. He is heroic, but he's reluctant. He doesn't want this, you know. But he, he does it when he's forced to. That's that's noble. Eco warrior. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is this Wikipedia? Anyone can just go in there and type what they want. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Sorry, you guys just rocked my world. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so sorry. You want a pass to go wherever you like? Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Forget it. Get out. Hey, you can't do this. Watch me. I'll tell him. About? But he's really angry about Trudy escaping. Yeah, this is about that bit. What did you make of yeah, the threat? I love Casey for this. He just, <laughs> he knows when he can believe way to get his way. Yeah. Now he, he's so, he, he's a very street smart young, that young man. Yeah. Rules. I mean, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, that's to blackmail him <laughs> like that. Absolutely. That's crazy. I mean, but I think he knew, I think yeah. he knew that, you know, he could get away with it with Luke. Yeah. Because I mean, that's a big, big judgment to make. I mean, yeah. But, yeah. But come on. I mean, could have t- Luke could have just snapped his fingers and, and Casey could have been taken yep. off. Literally yep. could have, like, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, but, big... but but he also probably heard that, you know, because we know that Luke intervened when it came to Jack. Luke intervened when it came to Chloe. Um, so he's probably, and Luke helped with Trudy's escape. So, you know. Yeah, and I, I, don't, I, I sure, you know. Reason, Casey's nothing reason, to him, though. Yeah, but yeah, but Casey's Casey, not nothing to the Guardian. No, and, and Luke knows, knows that. He knows that Guardian will choose his side. Mm. Who's he gonna choose? Like I do agree with Lance that it was bold for him to yeah. play his cards. Um, but given what Casey has been through lately, and uh, the fact that he <laughs> can't depend on his tribe, he's got no one looking out for him. Um, he's lost his only companions. Um, and no one will escape with him, and he so he refuses to escape alone. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not surprised that Casey would play his cards like this and yeah. see what you know. Like he's found his edge in with the Guardian. He wasn't even that afraid of the Guardian when the Guardian no. questioned him. He was just pretending to be afraid. And that during that interrogation, I mean, he was controlling the interrogation. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm not that surprised that Casey would go for the goal here. Um, because I think he recognizes that Luke has more to lose than he does. Let's not forget, this is the kid that attempted to lie to Top Hat's face, which for him was a, you know, more direct, dangerous situation. No way out of that one, but he was still willing to do it. Um, yeah. Casey is very go for broke, so I'm just, again, bold, but I'm not surprised that he was willing to do it. Mm -hmm. And, uh... And he, he, he won the house, you know, he, 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 he gambles big. That is KC, you know, he bets big, loses big, but he also can win big. He's not an aim small, miss small kind of guy. <laughs> That's not mm-hmm. KC, you know, <laughs> um, he will put all his chips in. And so, yeah, I, I'm not surprised that he would take this gamble with Luke, even though, yes, if he loses this, if, if Luke had the ovaries, he would be like, take him away cut out his tongue while you're at it you know what I mean? <laughs> so that he can't tell anyone but luke has shown 
just enough weakness and humanity for people that Casey's hedging his bets. He won't do that to me, even if mm-hmm. it's to silence me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he was right. He he won yeah. big here. He he does, you know, have a decent amount of insight in what people are like. Your continuity. Casey's been betting big since the day we met him. Yeah. It it does make me wonder if Casey was part of why they twins the way they did, you know, so he'd have someone to, to play with like that. I mean, I'm not going to say it's obvious that the twins were brought in because Bowie yeah. and Patsy were taken out, you know, um, but it, it, it does make sense that they would need someone yeah. that's closer to Casey's age. Yeah. Yeah. He's got no one to play off of. Exactly. I like that scene between him and Luke. I love the yeah. look on Luke's face. Mm-hmm. When, you know, uh-huh. Casey's just like, if you try to stop me, I, I'll tell them that you helped with Trudy. Uh, everything. And, and Luke, he doesn't even try to bluff. You know what I mean? Because no. he, he, he doesn't have that in him. That's just not who he is. But Casey does. And uh, mm-hmm. I, it's, not like Luke could, it's not like Luke couldn't have done something. Just like Lance said, he could have had him, Casey carted away. He could have had mm-hmm. him restrained. You know, he could have had Casey silenced right then and there. But what Casey has seen is that Luke wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. he's like, I'm willing to bet you won't silence me, even though you yeah. have the power to. And uh, I just want you to leave. I, and it's not like Casey's asking for much. He wants to be left alone. I just want to be able to wander free. I want to leave the house. I've been grounded for weeks. I just want to go outside. You know what I mean? I'm not. He's not asking for much at the end of the day. He gets <laughs> a laminated hall pass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just want to go outside, dude. I'm not trying to cause you any trouble. You know, um, that made me laugh. That pass. To <laughs> 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 do the chosen, hand out all these passes everywhere. I don't know. I don't know. It's like a bathroom pass. <laughs> well, it's a well earned win for Casey, especially the way yeah. he's been treated by his own family. So, yeah. and I also do like it because it. I will say this: as much as I don't like how we don't really get to see many of the other chosen and their thoughts and their characters and stuff. I will say that I love that this leads directly into Luke's mood and how he is feeling like Luke's journey mm-hmm. is it's very linear and, and it's, it's very sense. Uh, it makes sense. Um, being betrayed, yeah. like losing Chloe, losing Patsy, being attracted to Ellie, having Casey do this, not knowing what's going on with Tyson and the guardian, having the guardian try to do away with Trudy Having so much of his belief structure shattered, having all these questions thrown in his face. And again, I don't think Luke spent much time among non-believers before. So he didn't have to deal with these conflicts before. And uh, it, it's just, it's, it's good. It's good. It's some good character development. I actually really like that he's been given this to mm-hmm. work with because we can see it in his face. We can see what he's struggling with. And um the way he just lets go of KC. <laughs> like, it never even crosses. Like, I wonder, did it cross his mind to kill this kid? Just have to kill. Oh, <laughs> you no. know what I mean? No. No, it doesn't. I'm not saying that's what I'd want him to do. I'm yeah. curious if, in that, yeah. like, he must know I have the power. I, I have the power. When he grabbed you know? him and he lifted him up, I think it, it did pass. First it's like that, second, but like, like that moment when here, right? Yeah. Like that moment he was gonna backhand Alice. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, oh, you're pissing me off. You know, um, <laughs> that loco, that loco came out. Yeah, yeah. 
but yeah. I'm trying to be a better person. It's I devoted my life to Zoot. <laughs> testing me. Why do you guys keep testing me? Testing my good nature. <laughs> <laughs> do not, do not mistake my kindness for weakness. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, that leads directly on to what happens next because. You are treading on very, very dangerous ground, Allie. Don't think I'll go on protecting you forever. So yeah, what did you make of those two clashes that we witness? Is good. It's fine. Um, it mm -hmm. makes sense that Ryan is about to blow his top. He is a teapot whistling on the stove right now. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, for sure, for sure. That's just sensible. Like, after what Celine did last episode, it makes perfect sense. This is where his head is. There's too much. There's too much. Ryan is... There's only so much you can do to this person, okay? And the crazy has been unlocked. And it's coming out. All the stuff that Ryan yep. repressed in his gentle nature, he never, you know, took advantage of the fact that he could overpower anyone. He could hurt anyone. He didn't want to be that guy. He was probably taught not to be that guy. It made him vulnerable to people who would use him for that but that wasn't him he went through too much abuse there's only so much a person can take you know mm -hmm. and so yeah it's all coming out it's all coming out not to mention this is someone who never even dealt with his own unalivable trauma that he went through in season two mm -hmm. remember this was someone who was pushed to wanting to end it all and that was never dealt with his mm -hmm. wife nope. did his wife didn't care she just wanted nope. him home and they never talked about it she you know, still doesn't he, care. he couldn't even admit to anybody that that's what he wanted to do oh my gosh the bag of cats that are go running wild in ryan's head right now i'm like let it out buddy <laughs> i just feel really bad i feel really yeah. bad that he's been pushed to this point you know i know uh, so it's not fair talk about destroying a good man like yes wow <laughs> And it's 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 crazy how how quickly it was able to happen to over a woman. You know what I mean? I wouldn't call it quickly. I mean, Celine took her. I say that in the sense that we see how very quickly he latches on to her. That was a, a constant, constant boil, yeah. just constant punches to the face. Yes, that's what he took. From everybody he cared about. Yeah. From the moment we met Ryan, everybody he cared Everyone. about treated him this way. Zandra and, even did. You know, yep. his own best friend. You know, the people who are supposed to love him the most mm -hmm. put him through the worst abuse. And then when he, he found the one, she decided to top it all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, and we didn't think that was possible. And he finally has this one thing in the world that could be his. And yep. that's going to be taken from him too. Like, because of her. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised he hasn't set them all on fire. <laughs> Same. Same. Ryan is a guy who could destroy everyone, and even a court of law would be like, you know what? Time served. I mean, you're guilty, but time served. <laughs> a good lawyer could totally get him off. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Don't. Give him so, any ideas. It was self-defense, your honor. <laughs> insanity, that would be the plea. Yeah, it would Temporary totally insanity. be. insanity. Completely. Um, no, it's, it's just simple. He's married to that. <laughs> <laughs> My only question is, where the frick did Luke come from? I thought the Chosen never overheard anything. So the fact that Luke could overhear, <laughs> overheard what was coming and was able to show up just in time to keep Ryan from being sent off always made me laugh when he just 
it's moved in stage left. Like, wait! It's, like I said, it's magic. <laughs> like, where were you, Luke? Are you just waiting to get a, a moment alone with Ellie, maybe? And then you overheard yep. this, and it escalated. And I would have loved to just see, you know, that Luke behind the corner going, oh, Lurking? my gosh. Yeah, you know, like, oh, mm-hmm. these people. always <sighs> Right! You know, just like, these people are always getting into trouble. They never stop, you know? And Why can't they just be happy prisoners? Why can't they be happy prisoners? <laughs> it's not that hard. We give them such easy work. Um, so, yeah. And I absolutely love the scene between Ellie and Luke. I would say this goes down as a great scene. This is well written. Just the acting is impeccable. And these are this is the discussion that they should be having. This is what yeah. we would. Their assumptions about each other make so much sense. Of course, Ellie would be like, he's been faking. Like, he doesn't actually believe this. He's just been going along with it. And his shock that she would think that about him. Yeah. I, I love mm-hmm. this so much. This is a great yeah. scene. Like, she's like, come on, dude. Like, how can you be a decent person and go along with this stuff? And he's just like, wait, wait, wait. I believe in this stuff, Ellie. You know? And mm-hmm. how shocked she is. Because, of course, you would be shocked yeah. to think that he actually does believe in this. And it makes no sense. You make no sense to me mm-hmm. because you're decent. You're kind. You're nothing like them. How can you believe in this? You know, I, I love everything about that scene and the way he, you can see Luke is so close to breaking because so much is being shattered for him, especially dealing yeah. with Jaffa's crazy butt all day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Trying to keep him from hanging everybody. Just try. He's clinging. <sighs> he's clinging so hard because Zoot was his savior. What Jaffa brought him, saved him from the life he was living as a thug on the street, doing terrible things to people. Zoot was his redemption. Yeah. And it's slipping from him. It almost makes you feel bad for him, okay? Or me. It almost Mm -hmm. makes me feel bad for him. I'm not a Luke fan. I never have been. Um, But it does almost make me feel just a little, because he is watching his world shatter around him. All the beliefs, you know what I mean? His belief in the Mm -hmm. guardian himself you know, is fading. And I think that's hard. And then he's trying to reconcile these feelings that he very clearly has for Ellie. Like not being able to trust her in this moment. Yes. Like, what else do you want from me? Because that's, I'm starting to get, that's all you guys want. You're, he mm-hmm. thought it was reciprocal. If I'm kind to them, they will come to Zoot. If yep. I show them mm-hmm. Zoot's love, they will come gladly. And instead it's like, I think I'm just being used. Maybe yeah. by everyone around me, even Jaffa. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. It's like, go, go get some ice cream, Luke. This is a Jonah day. <laughs> Tysan, if two people achieve enlightenment, there can be no question of impurity between them? I don't believe so, Guardian. It wouldn't be wrong? They wouldn't be punished? Why should they be? Yeah, what did you make of the Guardian and Tysan and his earlier justification to Luke for meeting with her? Oh. (laughs) (sighs) She's playing him so well. Yes, and I don't think he liked being wrong in that moment. Mm -hmm. She is masterful. (laughs) She's good at what she does. I'll give her that. Yep. (sighs) And this is my one problem with Tysan's attempts at dealing with him she's trying too hard to simplify what his damage is yeah and um it's like people who have a thing for frollo from the the count uh sorry the 
hunchback of Notre Dame. They just think that he's sexually repressed, and if he got some, he wouldn't want to, you know, <laughs> kill every woman that won't be with him. Uh, but it's deeper than that with Jaffa. And mm -hmm. so for her, that's how she sees it. She just sees, because remember, she did the same thing with Lex. Like, oh, that's all, you just, you're sexually repressed, and you'd be a better person if you could just channel your energies, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it's more than that, Tysan. You know, uh, it's not that simple. And she's doing the same thing with the Guardian. I will give her credit, though. I love the way she handled that conversation. Mm -hmm. um, but it's because she assumes that's his damage. And it's like, yep. um, it's more. It's it's, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's so much more, baby girl. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this definitely does show that she thinks that, you know, she can solve guy's problem with her body. Start with physical yeah. love and then you yep. teach him empathy and blah, blah, blah. You know, mm -hmm. and this time she's yeah. committed because with Lex, she gave up after two days. She was like, oh, forget <laughs> this. Too much work. And the sex wasn't that good. You know what I mean? Um, so, <laughs> whatever. But with Jotha, she's like, now I'm, I'm going to seal the deal because she watched Alice succeed with Lex and she realized, oh, wow, Alice was committed to saving Lex and she got some headway. Mm -hmm. She never gave up on him. So I'm not going to give up on the Guardian. I do love how. It, you know, his reaction to his attraction to her. Mm. Like, at first he seems relieved that, you know, she's affirming that it wouldn't be unnatural. And mm -hmm. so he's like, basically she said, you can cheat on your boyfriend. It would be totally okay. He wouldn't mind. Zoot is into polyamorous relationships. <laughs> and he's trying to convince himself that she's right. Yeah. And, um, and then freaks out. You know, I, who? Wow, uh, Freud would love him on his couch. <laughs> <laughs> he like, tell me about your mother. <laughs> oh boy, uh, that's a good scene though. It's really well acted. It's creepy though. It looks like he's about to strangle her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fondle or strangle? There's the same thing for him. <laughs> I do wonder if they were channeling Frollo with him. Thus. Yeah, absolutely. That's every time I see this. The Hellfire song goes through my head, you know, with Frollo craving Esmeralda and thinking he'll be damned if he does. Yeah. I wonder how things would have been different if he'd actually been attracted to Trudy. Mm hmm. You know what I mean? Like how he would have reacted to her coming on to him if he would felt an attraction to her, whereas he clearly didn't, you know, and was just grossed out by her behavior. But uh, mm -hmm. with Tyson, he is so tempted and wants someone to tell him it's okay and yet even he, he can't even convince himself and he's trying so hard to convince himself and justify and so he tells himself that you know she she's not just a mere woman with nice boobs you know what i mean it's it's yeah it's more important than that it's so much more deep than that you know um she's the answer to everything yeah. and that maybe that's why he he does the whole supreme mother thing you know with her is to justify Justify having her close, having her yes. near him. Justify and how he feels, feeling the way he does about her. Yep. Suddenly, no longer cares what anybody's saying about them. You know. Yep. Like, who cares what these people say? They're sheep. <laughs> it is gross, though. Yeah. Because Tyson <laughs> is as masterfully she's handling this. At the end of the day, she doesn't have the power if he wanted to force this issue. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And um, so that's gross absolutely she's doing what she can with it but yeah it's gross just knowing that if he wanted to force the issue what could she do about it you know yeah and that's something a lot of you know enslaved people have to go through um 
when someone has that kind of power over you, you know they're going to take it. Some people, their thought process is, I'll give it voluntarily. I have some control that way, you know? Mm-hmm. I do appreciate that they didn't go for a simple seduction with the storyline. Like, oh, that's all he wants. She gives it and manipulates him through it. I like the fact that it's actually a fight for him. And mm-hmm. then, she's, then she's left confused. Like, wait, I thought that's what you wanted. And I was going to use that to get what I needed from you. And instead, you're more broken than I thought. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. know what you need. And then she trauma bonds in them. And yeah. But anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, it's a good scene. Very powerful. Mm-hmm. And just the fact that he has to have her removed from his sight and then yeah. he does it and then you just see him cowering after like what is happening to me I've never felt this stuff before and it's like it's He's an erection afraid. it's an <laughs> erection Jaffa that, that's what it is <laughs> it's rigor mortis okay <laughs> it's okay sweetheart Shoot won't be mad at you he's had one too it's fine <laughs> that's how Brady came to be <laughs> I mean, that expertly leads us to our final thoughts of the episode. <laughs> so, is the real father now, Celine? Okay, but what I mean is, what about Ryan? Ryan's got nothing to do with it anymore. What do you mean, nothing to do with it? With Zoot as the baby's father, the baby doesn't need Ryan. Ryan will never see the baby, Celine. He's out of it, for good. Yeah, what did you think of that panel? <laughs> Uh, the one, I mean, am I the only one who loves Rosie as a side character? No, she's great. She's great. Absolutely. I, I think this is where this was a chance to give Celine's conflict a little bit more depth going from here to Brian finding out, which comes, you know, a couple episodes after. Yeah. Yeah. We never find out if. Celine's conflict has anything to do with her also being bothered with the idea that her mm-hmm. child's father won't be allowed to be in her child's life. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I don't, I'm sorry I'm jumping ahead, but it's just hard to contextualize the scene without thinking about what comes after and mm-hmm. her reaction mm-hmm. to this. Uh, Celine never seems bothered so much by the fact that her child's father won't be able to be there. Considering how important a two-parent family was to her since season one, mm-hmm. you know, the fact that her own father walked out and the I, she was devastated at the idea that Bray might leave his baby when she thought mm-hmm. Brady was his mm-hmm. and um, how desperate she was to have Ryan there committed to her to the point where it's like, marry me so you can't leave me, you know, yeah, um, basically. I don't want you, but I don't want you to leave, you know, um, the fact that we never explore that, it's it never seems to be the issue. It's more just that he's going to be so upset. Oh, man. But it never mm-hmm. seems to be a question or a decision for her to make. And I, I, I think that was a wasted opportunity for Celine. Um, because what she's going through really sucks. You know, I do empathize with her desire to I protect do too. her child. And of all the things Celine has done, this is the least evil, in my opinion. She's done way more mm-hmm. malicious things. Uh, when it was no call for those malicious actions, but she did them because she was a selfish narcissist. But this situation here is so extreme, it is hard to judge her for going along with the Chosen to protect herself and her unborn child. And I don't know why they wouldn't take this opportunity to show that conflict for her. 
they don't. She just seems like her only real worry is that Ryan's going to be upset when I tell him. Not, yeah. do I want this? Is this what I want to go along with? Wait a minute. Like, she doesn't question her own decision to follow the Chosen, finding this out. It's just about telling Ryan because she's already mm-hmm. made up her mind. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, that bothers me a lot because because she doesn't she cares about herself and she cares about this baby yeah. and she wants, you know, she doesn't want Ryan to abandon this baby, but she does not care about him at all. No, nope. at all. Like, and all of this just proves that even more because she's not concerned with how he's going to react per se, but she's concerned about how he's going to feel towards her. Yeah, and how it will make her look. Mm-hmm. And I just think um, they could have done more with this. I feel like yeah. there would be more emotions that you would have at having to make this kind of decision. Um, she shows more emotion when she's talking to Luke. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I just, um, I'm trying to, you know, even if I didn't like the father of, like, it's just, when you don't like the other parent, Okay. Anybody who's had to co-parent with somebody uh-huh. that they don't like anymore, there is always going to be a part of you who goes, I, I just wish your brakes would fail. You know what I mean? Like, I just wish I didn't have to deal with you. But then there's the other part of you. It's like, but I wouldn't want my kids to go through that. Yes, exactly. They need you and they love you. So I have to tolerate you. I don't yeah. want them to live through that. I wouldn't be bothered if you disappeared from my life. And the thing is, they don't, they, they paint Celine as, no, 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 I want you, Ryan. I care about you. But it's like, no, you clearly no. don't care about him. Not even no. a little. She, she, you, she cares about having some a group of someone's to take care of. Doesn't have to be Ryan. Seem bothered that this child wouldn't know him? And how this, it's just, uh, it's a shame. And knowing how badly he wants that baby, too. Mm-hmm. You know, knowing that he's going through all of this for that baby. Uh, and you keep using that so he'll keep doing this? Yes. It's disgusting. I'm sorry. And yet, no no problem at all taking it from him. None. Yeah. I, not yeah. even, a, not even um, I know we're going to revisit it, but I'm sorry. I just, there won't even be a sense of like, I'm just playing along until this is over. There's no way I'm going to let you be cut out of our child's life. Like nothing. Mm-hmm. Not even a, nothing. a lie to reassure him. Reass- yeah, nothing. Just, I know this sucks, but this is the way it has to be. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> ah. No, no. Celine, you are a horrible person. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm not sorry. You know, I'm not sorry. I'm going to quit apologizing. She is not a good person. <laughs> no, she isn't. She's not a good person. And it's just a shame because this is a really good conflict for her to be going through. And I don't feel like yeah. they're utilizing it as much as they could, you know? Think about the development that she could go through with the fan. You know what I mean? If she were to even just acknowledge and, and, and talk about it with him and try to just, not necessarily justify it, but rationalize it with both, right? Like, um, she doesn't. This, this very scene, she's already made up her mind that, yes, that she's going to yeah. do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's zero conflict for her. No. Her big, she's her like, big, oh, crap, that sucks. Yeah, her big conflict is, I don't know how to tell him or when to tell yeah. him. But that, that's yeah. it, not... Yeah. Gee, I'm questioning this. Do I actually want to do that? No, she she's gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> that was the face. That look on her face isn't. Oh crap! I'm questioning my decisions. It's like nope. no. Oh, I guess this is what we're doing now. Oh, this is where we are. This is where we are. This is where we are. 
can someone else tell him, please? He's got to yeah. flip out, you know, oh, of course. <laughs> I don't want to be the one to deliver that news. Yep, that's it. It's decided already for her. Yeah. And yeah. I will say, I don't think her descent into the Chosen has been done very well because nope. they want yeah. they're doing it to be like she's brainwashed and i'm like no no, no i don't not. i don't believe she yeah, is she's selfish she's not brainwashed she doesn't believe this chosen crap come on you haven't convinced me she actually believes in any of this and you're telling me through all of this stress okay and this pregnancy that she's got going on that her stress-induced bulimia did not come back mm-hmm. this would have been a time to delve more into her mental health issues you know and they didn't do that either. Think about that. Never, never happened. That was back when we had good what? writing. What? <laughs> Bulimia, what? <laughs> That's back when we had character depth, Maggie. Come on. You are asking too much. Ah, clearly. <laughs> Gosh, give us something. Like, this is, an, th- this is another thing with, like, Celine is very similar to Lex in the sense that she's mm-hmm. allowed some character development, but then she always takes four steps backwards. Um, she never gets to stay, you know, where they take her. They always have to take her back and show us just how selfish she is. And there's never like any meaningful exploration of it. Yep. Yep. It's just, this is what she's doing now. And this is why she did it. You know, mm-hmm. like it's so black and white. Uh, and it, it they, they could have done much more with this character. They do. They make her an alcoholic. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, though, you know, like, and why did they make her that? Because, know, just... you know, um, like, it, it, you know, she, she gets better and, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, bam, well, huh. You know why she was made an alcoholic. Amber came back. We couldn't have two strong females no, in the tribe. No, no, Definitely don't, not. Don't start. No, no. I loved, <laughs> loved strong Celine and then they just dragged her back down and I yep. hated it. Yep. Like, we don't need was, you anymore. Yeah. yeah, and it was during literally, that time where I was like, literally. well, maybe I can tolerate her, you know? Mm. Yep. Nope. 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 Like, even oh, Celine. Like, don't need you like, anymore. Even that is not given any exploration. No. She goes away <laughs> off screen, somehow deals with her demons, and when she comes back, there's no explanation except, I learned I needed to depend on myself out there. <laughs> How? And I found this kid. No, I'm, I'm sorry. It was something else. Oh. Somebody else found the kids. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, telling me no, all the stuff you've things. gone through mm-hmm. you just needed to be i'm telling you the mall is a black hole the mall <laughs> rat, she had to go hug some trees okay doom yeah. everybody you're happier when you leave the mall get away from this tribe and you will find prosperity and happiness elsewhere yeah i don't i don't know how that but was you come back yeah. yeah she just comes back and everything's Somehow, fine and, it's all self-sufficient and, and <laughs> she again magic that's another thing i really like about the first two seasons they are our protagonist but we aren't forced to like them no. they are just the people that we're following in the apocalypse mm-hmm. yes and you will take them as they are there's no narrative telling you they're the good guys just that these are who they are mm. feel about them how you will later seasons are forcing you to believe they're the good guys yes you have done to like so them. much done so much for the city <laughs> They're our heroes. What? Like, no, they're just our protagonists. <laughs> Amber did so much for the city. Amber, like leaving mm. it, like like abandoning it, and pretending to be dead. To rehab. That is what the eco tribe is. Yes, it's the treehab. <laughs> <laughs> this is an unhinged episode. Oh my gosh! You go to the ecos to 
to heal and then Trudy's Trudy's off to tree hop. Yep. Yep. And she'll come back and be fine. <laughs> yeah. Everything's fine. Why is it when characters that we're following have no development, but if a character leaves for a few weeks and then comes back, they've changed and grown so much? Uh, yeah. Um, I, I, all I thought in this last scene with Celine was, what did you expect? What did you expect? You have been going to these meetings. You've heard the way these people talk. What did you expect? Did you really think you weren't going to have to make a choice? Or maybe you did. You've just been putting off realizing you have, you've made your choice. You've been telling yourself you haven't made the choice because it makes you feel better about yourself. Because you have no right to look surprised. She was putting it off. Because that's why she, you know, and Luke was like, you're ready to join whatever circle um, she's like, oh, I'm, I'm just waiting for Ryan. I think she's just been putting off the inevitable. I, I don't think she's surprised. Mm-hmm. I think she's just more facing down the barrel of a gun that she knew was there the whole time. And now she can't, mm-hmm. she can't avoid it anymore. That's what, that's what her expression tells me. Oh, crap. All right, cool. That brings series three, episode 19 to a close. Thank you very much to the panel. And if you'd like to take part in a future episode of the podcast, please just as much on our Facebook page, on our website, or on Instagram, thetribe.co.uk. So we'll see you next time for episode 20. Until then, bye. 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 Bye.